Welcome to the Endless Wealth Podcast. I'm a mama of two little ones, owner of a multi seven-figure real estate portfolio, and I'm your host, Sarah Miskelly. My mission is to show ambitious, high-performing women in business how they can stop chasing money at work and start making passive cash flow and build wealth from real estate investing. Just be ready because with the right ideas and advice me and my phenomenal guests will share in each episode, you will see things differently than you ever thought possible. All right, let's get into this week's episode. Today, I have the privilege, yes, I'm going to call it the privilege, of speaking to Elaine Stageberg. She is the owner of Black Swan Real Estate, and their company owns and manages over $300 million in assets. Through real estate investing, she reached financial freedom in her 30s and now helps others do the same. Black Swan has delivered exceptional returns to hundreds of passive investors through their unique investor-focused private equity fund, which enjoys no sponsorship fees whatsoever, 100% return of capital to investors before any splits, and long-term returns and tax advantages. And like I said, very socially conscious, and they invest at least 5% of their profits to charity listen to the end of this conversation. There is so much goodness in it. I cannot wait to speak to Elaine today. All right. I am so excited today because I'm speaking with Elaine Stoggerberg. We met or we got introduced, but then Mm -hmm. we got to actually meet in person at the Limitless Financial Freedom Expo. And speaking to you and my, I was with my friend Ellie, we were both there. We're like conference besties. And we still remember coming up to you meeting you at your booth and having the most amazing conversation. You are so knowledgeable in the real estate industry. You had so much amazing guidance and support for us. And that's just something that I really admire and respect is a woman who has achieved so much success, taking the time to speak with us. And I know we had a lot of questions (laughs) and learn about the intricacies of the industry, but then also you had some really good guidance about how to get good coaching and mentorship in the industry and just other, other groups that you can join, uh, like go abundance women, um, where there's really opportunities to grow and connect. So thank you for coming on today. I knew I had to have you on after that. Really, really my pleasure. Yeah. Great conversation. So I'd love if you just shared a little bit more about you and black Swan and we'll go from there. Yeah, absolutely. That that was a such a fun time there getting to meet you and Ellie, and I'm glad we're continuing to stay in touch. I've had some emails with Ellie as well. Um, so my name is Elaine Stagerberg. I'm a psychiatrist by training, but I now run our company, Black Swan Real Estate, full-time. I'm married to my husband, Nick. We run our company together. We have four children. We have a one-year-old, a three-year-old, a three-year-old, and a seven-year-old, and I like to hike and spend time outdoors and um, kind of obsessed with scale and growth and, you know, not only real estate investing, but the entrepreneurship that goes with that as well of, you know, putting a business together. We run a property management company that services all of our assets. So we're able to do, you know, a very active part of our business as well. And I, I feel like, you know, I just, I have the privilege because of my real estate investing over the last 12 years to wake up and you know, really live my dream life every day of getting to balance all of these things in my life because I have a lot of time freedom and through Black Swan Real Estate and our passive investing offerings now have the ability to you know, offer others the help so that they can get financial freedom in their life as well. We've raised about 60 million of capital over the last several years, hundreds of investors. And that's really what keeps it very interesting for me now is getting to share my expertise and skills with passive investors so that they can get to get this life as well. 
Amazing. And we have so many commonalities in that sense. I have a one-year-old and a three-year-old as well. And I'm still in admiration that you have four and you're running this massive, massive. It gets business. easier. <laughs> That's what you keep telling me. And I'm like, thank you. Cause right now is I'm trying to do all the things and I'm in the weeds, but it does get easier from what I've heard. And what I love is you've really taken your passion for real estate and built up this massive platform. And that, that is a huge amount of capital to raise. And there's very unique aspects about um, Black Swan that I would love for you to share a little bit more about how your product offering differs from some of the other syndication models out there. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely the thing that, you know, is the most different about our business. People ask, you know, well, why the name Black Swan or what is a Black Swan? And you know, our definition of a Black Swan is the one thing that changes everything. And we really, you know, took that mentality into how we created our private equity offering um, so we started as, as real estate investors, just, just mom and pop real estate investors. We bought single family homes. We fixed them up. In the beginning, we did a lot of the labor ourselves. We would do a cash out refi, and then we would keep that property. It would be cash flowing. It would be you know, nicely newly renovated, so hopefully have lower maintenance. And then we would have that bucket of capital and be able to do it again. And so as we scaled, we, we moved that into joint ventures, and then we moved that into our private equity offering. And you know, private equity tends to have, you know, somewhat regimented offerings, like certain fees, certain splits, certain ways that deals are done. And none of that felt very intuitive to us because it was so different than how we had created our own family's wealth with our own portfolio. And so we just kept our deal structure and moved it into private equity. So some of the things that make us quite different are we have no asset management level fees whatsoever. So we have no ways that we as general partners can profit that's unavailable to our limited partners all of the capital raised goes to acquiring and renovating properties. We do deep value add projects. Our buy box is basically anything that we can acquire and add enough value, either through physical renovations, management improvements, almost always a combination of both, that we're able to do a cash out refi in five years or less. We tell people to plan for a five-year time period there. Historically, it's never taken more than two and a half, but we always just want to be really conservative with changes in the market and those sorts of things. And then at that point, um, all the way through until we reach that cash out refi stage, our investors are getting 100% of profits. So whether that comes from cash flow or the cash out refi proceeds, every penny that comes in goes back to our partners until they're completely repaid. So it's very safe for our partners and I think they see the deep delayed gratification that Nick and I have as general partners that we really believe in our deals that it, you know, it's not untrue to say we're essentially working like quote unquote for free for the first several years. And then when we hit that cash out refi moment and our partners have 100% of their dollars back, then we stay in the deal indefinitely. So our projected hold period is about a 20 to 25 year time frame. During that time, there will be quarterly distributions of cash flow. And then the real magic is future cash out refis when we're able to give out big boluses of return, despite the fact that no one's had any capital in the deal for many, many years. And so we basically just took that infinite rate of return, Burr business model, and brought it into private equity. Investors bring the capital, we do all the work, our investors get their capital back, and then we share the profits after that. Are you a female founder that wants to confidently diversify her portfolio, make passive cash flow, and build wealth? 
then you cannot miss the Passive Real Estate Wealth Virtual Summit designed specifically for 250k plus female founders I'm hosting on September 21st and 22nd. Grab your ticket and join me and 10 incredible female real estate investing experts as we dive into the old boys club of lucrative real estate investing the passive way. Go to www.passiverealestatewealth.com to apply for one of the limited number of free digital tickets. I cannot wait to see you there. So simply and well put the real, the real magic of this is people aren't just going, you know, five-year hold, get their money out and then have to chase down another deal. They're able to just stay with you and build that long-term relationship and having that longevity mm-hmm. structure, not just in terms of the infinite returns, but with the investor community that you built, uh, is there like a bigger relationship then? Because that, that is a big thing. I think people coming in saying, okay, it isn't just five years. It's going to be like 25. What does that look like in mm-hmm. terms of relationship with investors? Yeah, so you're absolutely right. You know, I, in, in my mind, I kind of think of it like this is a marriage, right? This is a, a somewhat lifelong commitment to each other, as opposed to, you know, a three to five year deal structure. And not to say that one should take, you know, due diligence of, of a general partner lightly. If it's only three to five years, it's always a big decision. But it's a big decision to get into business with someone for a long time. And I think the things that we do that really show that we prioritize our investors, as in, you know, not taking any fees and not taking any profit until our investors get all of their capital back. I think that's been a big part of the reason why we've been able to raise so much capital because investors, you know, there's just this moment where they're like, wow, like you must really believe in this infinite rate of return thing if you're willing to forego all of these other, you know, potential rewards that are available to you, put my needs first. And you only participate in the profit during the infinite rate of return period. And it just really clicks for them. And, you know, my hope and, and the hope of, of my husband is, you know, as we're growing our company is that we can change capitalism in some small way that, you know, five or 10 or 20 years from now, many deals are structured this way. It wouldn't make sense for every deal to be structured this way. You know, as, as much as I love a, an indefinite hold infinite rate of return period, it doesn't make sense for every single deal, but I think it makes sense for a lot of deals. And, it's very good for investors to get a passive income stream that lasts a large chunk of their lifespan. It's very good for communities to be under one ownership group for decades that are really truly committed to that building in terms of not only the capital resources like new roofs and windows and beat value add because you're with that building for decades, but also creating the culture of that building for decades instead of changing ownership and management every several years. And so my hope is, you know, someday, 20 years from now, we're recording a podcast and, you know, I don't know, 30 or 50% of deals are done with this structure. Yeah. And it's really that commitment and the impact investing. I know that's a big buzz term right now, but you can really hear even in how you're speaking. And I can see why your investors are so committed to you is because you, you genuinely care about making this a better community and really it's a win-win. And I think that's the big thing with this kind of space is you're able to actually profit and make a massive impact in a community because these are large assets. This isn't like a duplex. These are hundreds of people Mm -hmm. living in this building whose lives will be positively impacted because of that type of management and commitment and care. So Elaine, for people that are getting into syndication investing, because it's funny, a lot of us that are in this space, we started with smaller assets, right? We didn't start with, you know, uh, investing in syndications. So why would you say somebody should invest maybe in something like this in contrast to going out and starting to manage their own asset and, and doing all that stuff? You know, I tend to be a little 50-50 in terms of active investing and passive investing, 
because I myself am, am obviously a very active investor. I built a portfolio of single family homes. Nick and I did that together. And then we started doing joint ventures with medium sized apartment buildings. And then we started doing large apartment buildings in our private equity funds. And we still do single family homes in our private equity funds as well. I wanna call out that as a, as a bit of a difference. Um, so I think for people, number one, it doesn't have to be only one option. I have lots of conversations with investors and they feel like they sort of need to you know, join a team or something. And, um, and there's some truth to that, that you want to build a certain level of expertise in something. And if you're kind of flittering around between all different asset classes and types of things, it's, you know, it's unlikely that you would be able to develop a, a deep level of expertise. But totally you have some active, maybe you have a few single family homes in you know, your local neighborhood or homes that you used to live in and you've kept them as rentals as you've moved on or you know, just some sort of small portfolio. And then also do passive investing. Um, so you know, my background and training is as, a, is as a psychiatrist. So many of our investors are physicians. Nick came from the technology world. Many of our investors are you know, high powered tech executives. And what I find is when, you know, when folks are in a place where they're in a career that they've spent a lot of time training for, it's a high stress career, high demand, but it's also very high income, they get kind of this fascination with real estate investing. And sometimes they'll go down the path of, you know, buying some single family homes or some short term rentals or something. And then they realize that they've created a part time job for themselves. And that this illusion of freedom, they're actually going in the opposite direction. They're becoming more constrained because now not only can the hospital page them, but, you know, Airbnb can ping them that, you know, a guest needs something. And so what I tell people is just to, and then, and then conversely, some people are really excited about that. It's a hobby to them. They genuinely get lit up when they think about, you know, the time that I have outside of work, I want to spend it looking at deals. I want to spend it you know, furnishing a short-term rental and going after those tax advantages or, you know, whatever it is. So I tell people to really ask themselves truly, like not what they hear on a podcast, not what they see their friends doing, but what are they deep inside when they think about real estate investing? Do they think, I really just want the financial benefits and I want the freedom that comes from that so that when I cut back time at say the hospital or the office, I can use that extra time for myself, my health, my kids, my parents, great, go passive. If you feel like, man, I'm just really excited about the idea that I could have this hobby that I could spend five or 10 hours a week really diving into this thing and getting really good at it and learning all the ins and outs, then do active. And again, many people do both. That's kind of the nuanced answer I've come up with over the years. You know, Many years ago, I was just so proactive. Like you have to have an active portfolio. And then I became quite pro-passive, you know, as I had my own passive offering and I wanted folks to invest with us. But from doing hundreds of calls with investors over the years, and particularly with my psychiatrist hat on and thinking about human motivation, I think it really all comes down to what do you want in your own life at, at that time, right? And you can always change too. You can maybe do passive while your kids are young and then decide, you know, to do active when the kids are teenagers or, you know, whatever. Make it about your own journey. That is such wonderful advice. I think the way you look at it is seasons of life. You're looking at what is that season of life Absolutely. you really need? Because I know for me, two little kids, I'm not, I'm not trying to go run around and manage an Airbnb, right? I really want to deal with passive assets right now. That's just a logical time span. And I think the point that you're making is you're not married in a sense to one version of it and you can diversify within real That's estate. Right. That diversification play can occur within one asset class. And that's one of the beautiful things about 
real estate. So Elaine, when people are looking to invest in your, your deals, how does that process look like? What would be the quickest way to just quickly run through it? What A to Z process of what they would do to get involved? Yeah. Um, so our website is meetblackswan.com. And the, that first page there kind of lands you to any resource you might want about our company, how to join our mailing list, a couple of videos about us, our wait list for deals that we have coming up. If as you're listening to this, we happen to have a live deal available, it would be right there. But then you can you know, dive as far as you want down the, the website rabbit hole about our history, vertical integration, the portfolio that we've put together. Our calendar is there. I make myself very available to speak with investors about not only investing in our company, but if you have a question of, hey, I am considering you know, active versus passive, and I want to kind of go through that checklist with you, I'm, I'm always happy to do a call with someone. And that's all at meetblackswan.com. All right. Thank you so much, Lane. I really, really appreciate it. We kept it so short and sweet because we want to just get to the facts of the matter of how people can learn about these wonderful asset classes. So thank you so much for coming on today. And yeah, I thank you for the opportunity to be here. Yeah. Awesome. We'll chat soon. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into the Endless Wealth Podcast. If you got value from this week's episode, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It truly means so much to me to get this information out to more trailblazing women like you. And don't forget, if you haven't secured one of the limited number of free digital tickets for the Passive Real Estate Wealth Virtual Summit happening on September 21st and 22nd, go to www.passiverealestatewealth.com to apply now and join me and 10 incredible female real estate investing experts for this exclusive online event where 250K plus female founders transition from being real estate newcomers to confidently managing a growing passive real estate portfolio. I can Cannot wait to see you there.